of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning.
I just want to let you know God is good, good, good. And you know what? Um, this too shall pass. I got the speaker, and now I got to deal with the uh, blog talk. But that's okay. That's okay. God is always good. So I don't know how the speaker sound is sounding this morning. But in the name of Jesus, I know it's up because I can see it. And I know it's under Jesus saves, delivers, heals. You know what? You happy you made it. You made it. You made it. And however, whatever the devil's intent was, it didn't work. Because God is good. And you know what else, too? He's real. He is real. And I know by the people that call me and by talking to people, more and more people of God are coming into the reality of God's ability and the reality of how good he really is. Because I'm telling you, um, my joy is seeing God, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My reality is seeing the devil defeated. Send you to defeat him in your life. Because when you defeat him in your life, you defeat all of his works that are going on and taking place around you. You defeat him to the point that even when you go to your job, you must understand that your job is successful. Your job, or you working for somebody else, But your job is blessed because your presence is there. Well, what you mean by that, Erica? Christ in you. Christ in you causes everything around you to prosper. Everything around you to prosper. That's right. Those of you that love plants and gardening, You could tell the world how your garden did last year. You could show the world how your plants flourish and how they're beautiful. You could do that. Why? Because Christ is in you. And he makes everything around him good. Everything around him live and flourish. So these small things, like with this here uh, blog talk, this doesn't bother me because I know that when I get this thing done here, 
this won't happen anymore. And I think what happened is I hooked one piece of old equipment up with this one piece of new and it just spoiled the new. It's amazing. But you know what? I had somebody tell me one time. They said, my friend is the greatest hacker in the world. I I looked at him because I knew one day Satan was going to have the same person telling me how great their hacker was hack me. See, God doesn't let things can hear. I heard coming out of this person's mouth one thing that I saw what was coming out of their heart was not equal <clears throat> to what was coming out their mouth. Brothers and sisters, I saw that, and that's why my mission, lifelong endeavor, Jesus, so he can connect them with God, and we can live in Eden (laughs) on earth. If I can just, and, and, and you know what, I don't have to do anything because the devil really shows himself. He does. But I pray you will see for yourself and what it means to overcome. What it means to overcome the tricks and the wiles of the devil. I got I got a couple of testimonies. I'm going to give them later on. Uh, and they mean, too. That's why I'm glad. I got a couple of testimonies, real overcoming testimonies for men. And that's what that's what the world needs to see. And you know what I'm praying? Let me tell you what I'm praying. I'm praying that President Trump will repent and go on and take his place in a higher calling, in a higher calling. They're going to, he's going to be here in Dalton on um, the 4th, I think, the 4th. And I'm making me a sign right now. I don't usually go to those kind of things, you know, one for COVID, I'm not afraid of COVID like that, you know, those kind of crowds because the devil, he works crazy. He'll get in a crowd and stab people. and do. I've seen him work. But I want to make a sign and say, President Trump, start your church now. (laughs) President Trump. You have a higher calling. You done been the president. Now become the leader in the house of God that God called you to before or when he placed the stars in the sky. 
I'm praying that the president wakes up to his calling because he has a calling, whether you like him or not. He could lead this whole nation into repentance. He has a calling from God on his life. And I want to know, when is he going to start his church? Mark that down. I said it today. Calling. It's just like you. Whatever you had to go through is so that you can be good in your calling. So that you can become not great in your flesh, great in the kingdom. I see the president leading a great awakening to Christ. And I pray he sees it because it looks like he'll be freed up now to lead men to Christ with no reservations. Brothers and sisters, And I might be the only one at that rally that has a sign that says, President Trump, start your church now. Now, you already got a congregation. You already have constituents. You're in a position to bring unity to the whole wide world because the whole wide world is looking at President Donald Trump. And he's not afraid to say Jesus. He just needs to put two words in front of Jesus. Jesus. Come to Jesus. Brothers and sisters, it's all of our calling. You want to be saved? You want to be made free from lack, from darkness, free from bondage? Come to Jesus. You want to be made free from all those crazy altars and multiple personalities? Demons in disguise come to Jesus. You want to be healed? Come to Jesus. President has everything. He got somebody to do the deliverance for him. He got somebody to do the healing. All he has to say is come to Jesus. And he's not afraid to say Jesus. He He's not afraid to say Jesus. I talk to believers. They say they believers. They're believers. I wonder about them. I wonder about them when they don't know that Jesus is alive in them. That Jesus 
is giving them their next breath, that Jesus is keeping them alive, that Jesus is their provider, that it's all about Jesus. I find that amazing. But I tell you what, always have the people that are not ashamed to say his name. God's going to always have a people that will live for him and that will die for him. And everything else will be for him in between. Aren't you thought about this? I don't I'm just, I want to know. Do you know Two and three thousand people are dying every day. Every ten minutes here in America, somebody dies. Now, I remember growing up and I used to say, <clears throat> my mother and father would talk to me. And they used to say, you know, you were born to die. And every minute on this earth, somebody dies somewhere. I wish I could tell my mother and father it ain't like that anymore. Somebody dies right here in America. But look look at this. It's not you. You still here. That means you have a purpose. That means that God has a plan for something in your life that you have not accomplished yet. You can do it. Whatever it is, God placed you here for whatever your destiny, you can do it. As long as you remember that you're not doing it under your own to a man day before yesterday about his deliverance. And he told me, he said, I wanted to be God ever since I was a little boy. I said, huh? He said, yeah. He said, well, something in me that I wanted to be God. I, I didn't say nothing. I just listened. But my mind said, that's when them devils came in. First, when them devils came in. Because you said it in your heart for you to be God. And he thought about it for a minute and dropped down on his knees and started repenting. This is how the world has tricked the church. They have taken scripture. You're going to do greater works. You're not going to do greater works than Jesus did. The magnitude, the, the, the sheer Numbers will make it greater work. That's why God always tries to keep you and me and us knowing, knowing in the flesh we can do nothing but die. That's all we can do. At some point, sometime, the flesh is going to die. And I heard another person says to their wife, the wife called me and told me, 
My husband said he's going to die this year. I said, well, you know, I sure hope that isn't a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if he say he's going to die, he will himself to die. He's going to die, and ain't nothing you can do about it. I said, because he is rejecting the truth. The truth of Jesus say you'll live. Of Jesus say even if you die before your time, I can resurrect you and you will live. I said, but if he want to believe the lie, he want to live at that lower level with the devil, he probably will die. It is time to start telling people the truth. It is time to stop massaging and romancing demons. It is time to stop even praying for demons. The devil out. God say, tear down the stronghold. And God say, rebuild, restore, rehabilitate, whatever. Let him do it. Let him do it. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. Let God do it. Stop falling in with the crew. That's what he does. He's twisting. He's crooked. He's crooked. He he has been judged to crawl on his belly. He used to walk upright. And if you study snakes and go look at your history, they only have one or two species left that steal snakes with legs, you know. It's one or two species left. But there was a time when all them snakes walked upright like a man, I guess. But God judged them. Everything involved with the devil has been judged, condemned, damned. And that would include you if you serve him. If you got any of him in you, that includes you too. But you don't have to live like that. You don't have to live low because God said, come up here. Jesus said, stand. Stand. When Satan came to Jesus, he said, fall down and worship me. Jesus said, it is written. In other words, I will never fall down to you, devil. Why? God told Moses, come up here and bring the people. The people said, uh-uh, you go. And God really did say that he sought for a man 
that would stand in the gap and make up the hedge for all those that won't go. You ought to be afraid of staying here, living down at a lower level. Salvation means being made whole, complete, and lacking nothing. Deliverance means being separated, removed from you everything that is not of God, everything that does not exalt God, and then, hallelujah, being healed, restored, made whole. Full gospel. That's the full gospel. And you're called to live out of the full gospel. The gospel. Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, salvation, deliverance, healing. The full gospel. As I was as I thought I had this thing all set up here. I said, you know that you know that fairy tale? I, I mentioned to somebody a couple of days ago. I said, which which one? Because I I can I can teach deliverance from the three little pigs. He said, no, not that one. I said, you know I can teach deliverance from Little Red Riding Hood. Not that one. He said, Midas. I said, Midas, the Golden Touch. He said, uh huh. He said, when you get you some time, you go and you look at uh, the king that was in um. Uh, um, Anyway, he he gave me the name of the place where the king was, where the fairy tale was really written about, because everything the king touched prospered. He said, there's a place in me can have the golden touch, but you got to watch what you touch, because the king touched his daughter, who he loved the most, and the daughter turned to gold. And then he was sad because she was useless as as gold. This is just a little wake up. God created you for his best. And the way you get it, the way you get his best, one, you got to know him. And if you know him, to know him is to love him. So two, you got to love him. And three, then you got to love your brothers and sisters because he says so. But but I'm realizing a lot of you got to love your brothers and sisters better than you love yourself. Because some of you, and I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that literally hate themselves. So how can you love somebody else when you really hate yourself? When you're still still walking around here mad 
for something you think your parents did to you 40, 50, 60 years ago. And they probably did do it. But they didn't have the understanding then that they have now. You didn't have it either. And you still don't have it because you still walk around here with a grudge. And then you wonder why your body hurts. Then you wonder why your legs stiff. Then you wonder why you can't get rid of that excessive pain in your back, in your neck. Because it's anchored. It's anchored to spirits. Forgiveness. Spirits like bitterness. Spirits like you name it. It's anchored to unmet needs. Needs. There can't nobody supply but Jesus, and you won't give him to Jesus. It's anchored to unresolved issues. There can't nobody resolve but Jesus, and yet you won't bring them to Jesus. That's why Jesus said, why call me Lord, oh Lord, 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 and not do what I say? Why call me Lord, Lord? And not do what I say. Well, what does he say? He says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And you won't do it. And the reason most of you won't do it is because you think you got the power to save yourself, deliver yourself, and heal yourself. And all you're doing is allowing that cobra, that python, that serpent, that snake around you and squeeze you tighter and tighter and tighter when all you got to do is believe and apply the saving blood of Jesus to that serpent and in the name of that resurrected Savior cast the devil off of you. Cast the devil out of you. Cast the devil away from around you. Lose yourself from the inside to the outside. The applied blood of Jesus will keep the devils out for you. But you can't keep them off if you ain't never got them off. You can't keep them off if you keep feeding them and feeding them. And the fatter they get, the tighter they are, squeezing the life out of you. You know what? That's their job. They don't have to stop. That's what they were created to do. But Jesus said, that's what they were created to do. Jesus said, look at here. This is what I created you for. Give you power over all the squeezing, over all the pain. Over all the torture, over all the misery, over all 
you won't believe me. You won't act on what I've already given you. You're out here seeking and searching and seeking and searching. Seeking and searching. God, because of his great love for you, has already sent his own son. No, let me put it the right way. God, in the person of himself, came through the personage of his son to dwell in you, to give you the power over everything that resists him. What you looking for? Are you still looking for that you don't already have? It's time to wake up. Awake, oh sleeper. Awake, oh sleeper. God is good. He's given you everything that you need, that the world needs that pertains to life and godliness. But you want to choose death and darkness. The Bible says Jesus came into the world and the darkness comprehended not the light. The darkness cannot comprehend the light of God. Not only can it not comprehend it, it can't stand it. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good to me. How could I let him down? How could I let him down? How could I let him down? He's so good to me.
I intend in the name of Jesus to have a lot of fun serving God. I intend in the name of Jesus to see some of you mature grow up in Christ Jesus and allow him to use you as a demonstration to the world. I intend to see it. I intend to see it. Why? Because God said I'll see it. And it's really sad for you to miss the help through the ministry of help that God sent to help you. It would be just too bad and too sad. Not for me. Not for me. Mm-mm, not for me, but for you. For you. Don't miss it. Don't don't miss it. Don't miss it. Lay your flesh down. Come out the world. Look what it brought you up to this point. Nothing in comparison to where your heart is. I know you love God, but that is not the problem. The problem is not you loving God. What is the problem? Well, brothers and sisters, the problem is. No, the answer to the problem. That's the way God would do it. The answer to the problem that you act like you don't know you even have. Maybe you don't. But you won't let God love you back. You won't let God love you back because in order for you to allow God to love you back, you have to surrender your selfish self to him and allow him to live through you. Because see, some of you think you made yourself. But you study those scriptures. You're here, the Bible says. Not because of the will of man, but because of the will of God. You hear that? Because of the will of God. It is a good morning. It is a new day. Wake up.
Shepherd, minister in salvation, healing, and deliverance. 